This is a Burn FM podcast. Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to episode four of the Tuck Shop in which we will react to episode three of Drag Race UK, which is of course the design slash sewing challenge. Plenty to talk about this week. Another crazy episode. The twists, the turns, the chaos and madness. All sorts going on, as always. Um, So yeah, without further ado, I am Dylan. I'm Kat. And I'm Venus Delight. And welcome to the Talk Shop. (laughs) A red wig and a silver dress? I don't think. You're listening to The Tuck Shop. Okay, so, from the off, right, we we see the Queen's walk in, Cherry has just been eliminated, her message has been wiped away. What's the vibe? What's everybody feeling about Cherry going? How do we think the Queen's sort of feel about that is there the same shock as joe going i don't think so um no i don't think but i do think the queens overall did probably underestimate cherry valentine as a whole i think we saw that when they were deciding the roles for the rats musical yeah i think i think with last week the lack of performance experience was evident and you know what i agree with the decision it happened i think the queens agreed with the decision and they're ready to start a new week and you yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't think anybody was too shocked by this one i think everybody felt it was pretty deserved i think they were sad to lose cherry and a lot of people fancy cherry to do well but listen it happened and they all moved on pretty yeah. easy and if we're talking about how the queens feel in the workroom i do think tate and Ahura feel very very horny <laughs> so horny very yeah um do we want to discuss that yet no, no, I just thought, like, you know, a little, like, prelude for later. Okay, yeah, that Keep is the a... viewers foreshadowing. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a prelude. Um, okay, Well, so. I don't think Lawrence Cheney would know sexual tension if it slapped her across the Stop chops. Her on the chops. <laughs> she had tears reaction. She heard that. I won't bloody repeat it then. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard tales about this one. So, after, like... Cherry's legacy is wiped off the mirror very swiftly. We move on to Rue entering the workroom and we introduce the mini challenge, which is a sort of limbo. Notting Hill Carnival limbo fest. Yeah. yeah, little little limbo mm. moment. So let's talk about, in this mini challenge, just quickly, well, incredibly quickly, the quick drag that is on show here because... Lawrence Cheney. Go on, <laughs> I'm serving you. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm serving you. <laughs> that cracked me up. We also know what Ellie Diamond was serving. Which A lot was of cubes. Crotch, <laughs> yeah. Bollock <laughs> realness. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't take my eyes off of that, to be honest. That, that was all that was it on was the screen. haunting. Yeah. One um, thing I think we should talk about quickly is the um, little cameo Jodie Harsh made. Love her. Yeah, and I actually love her. Um... She was probably before Drag Race emerged, and especially before it came to the UK, like the British drag queen on the scene. Do you think? No, yeah, she she runs in like in like very high circles. She used to be um a, like a DJ at very exclusive parties in around like the nineties. Oh, that's true. And um, I've actually watched an episode of MTV Cribs, and her house is so cool. <laughs> is that? She also appeared in at the Abfab movie. 
Did she? Yeah, she made a quick cameo in like a oh, in like that. a gay bar scene. What a track record! I know you. I know you'd been wanting to see Jodie Harsh. Yeah, somehow the thing, in the show the thing for a little is, while. When Drag Race UK was first announced, I pretty much assumed that I for some reason I assumed Rue wouldn't be hosting it. Okay, like, like in the similar way that Holland or Canada. Yeah, yeah. I just almost just assumed that oh, well, it'll be its own British version. And with like Lily Savage no longer on the scene, for me, like the next person would be Jodie Harsh. So, so the mini challenge winners were Veronica and Tace. Yes. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Okay, so what that allowed them to do with having more strength in their ankles than in my entire body was that they then got to choose for the main challenge what colours people got. Mm. Another bit of trickery going on to try and create some more drama. They really want some drama this season. So they told everybody to get into pairs and then they were assigned colours by the winners of the mini challenge. And then before they know it, they're against each other. So this was a Mm. really interesting way of doing it. Because it then turns like, your best friend and maybe your best it's asset your in the competition, competition into your into someone who is probably going to be your detriment and especially considering they already knew from the little RuPaul on the TV clip like well, you know when she pops up and gives all the hints yeah, yeah. about what the cha- they pretty much probably gathered it was going to be a sewing, sewing challenge. challenge yeah so a horror she went to fashion yeah for example like Ahura and Tate. Tate's probably ran to Ahura thinking, oh, amazing, my best friend can sew and is a designer. And then that gets switched on its head and then Tate pretty much is at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. What What about the specifics of this main challenge then? So who had what colour? So we had gold on Lawrence and Ellie. The Scots. We had blue on Bimini and Astina. Yeah, East London. I'm old East End. Really stem proper. Green on Veronica and Tia, mm-hmm. pink on Ginny, Ginny and, and sister. sister, and black on Tace and Ahura. We start to see them start to construct their looks, and the first thing that the producers definitely love to draw our attention to is the little, and Lawrence liked to draw our attention to, was the little Tace Ahura thing going mm. on. Um, that, I thought that was very upfront of Lawrence mm. to just say to RuPaul, I've noticed a bit of sexual tension between Tace and Ahura. Um, that was a bit of a weird moment, wasn't it? Her saying that to RuPaul and then RuPaul going over to Tace and Ahura and asking about it, but it was fun. I bet RuPaul was living. Yeah. RuPaul was there like, oh, the girls are fighting. What's the tea? <laughs> yeah, there was a bit. They're not even fighting. They're scissoring. They're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of, sh- bit of shade. The cheek, the nerve, the gall, the audacity, and the gumption. No one was actually angry at oh, anyone. No. The gumption. God, that accent is just so smooth, isn't so, it? So, oh. so, so charming. <laughs> oh. Ding oh, dong! Ding dong! Sing me to sleep, Tasty baby. <laughs> ding dong! Um... Okay, so, before we move on to this, who did we think would do well in this challenge? Who... Who did we think would like kill the runaway and the Ahura, Ellie Diamond. Yeah, because I didn't. Um, I didn't actually know Lawrence could sew because I was under the impression that Ellie Diamond styles a lot of her wigs and sews a lot of her outfits. So I was in the assumption that Ellie would do better than her. Well, yeah, um, I thought it was a big. It was a big twist when it turned out to be the way it was. Yeah, Ellie and Ahura were the ones that I. I noticed early on because they, Ellie had been bigging up how she'd made all of her looks so far and Ahura and very impressive looks yeah and Ahura's a designer like that's her main mm-hmm. job isn't it so I would like to just draw a bit of attention please on 
the conversation between Ginny Lemon, Sister Sister and Bimmy Bomboulash about their gender identities. I thought it was very um, important. I'd like to talk about it. Yeah, Let, let's let's discuss it because um, first of all, it was it was really quite emotional. Um, I, I don't know if it's because obviously in case we haven't mentioned it, we used to obviously see like Ginny perform a lot and stuff like that. And it's it's hearing the story that's behind it and that emotion that's behind all of it that you don't see necessarily in a drag performance to open up about that and hear about that. Especially because she does play a character and it is such a positive, almost surreal oh, I character. I just, like just want to point out, we will be referring to Ginny as she. Um, in this podcast just because we're talking about their drag persona. Yeah. Um, we've DM'd her on Instagram asking all about well that's okay. And the same yeah, with Bimini just, as well. We've, just we've, disclaimer we've we'll be using she yeah, but yeah. we are very aware of their yeah. general identities. Yeah Ginny and Bimini are both perfectly okay with she in drag. Um, so yeah. But yeah it was um, it was very emotional wasn't it? And yeah like you're saying Ginny is a very big like s- sort of positive character yeah and but also to hear a bit more about why yellow as well and, and yeah. the non-binary I didn't colour. actually know that. No, I know. Yeah. I thought it was very... And obviously, not but, because we... Like, we've met Ginny, we've had conversations with Ginny and Gales and stuff. I think it was very interesting to kind of... When you meet her, you'll understand that she's very much witty, quick, funny, has this very obvious character. So when... I was very actually surprised to see her open up because on the show so far... I was thinking, yeah, she's very into her character. She's got her funny personality. And then to hear her open up, I was quite taken aback, to be honest, um, to hear like the actual deeper emotional meaning behind what she does. And yeah, it was just, it was really interesting and insightful to see. I mean, she also, she didn't just talk about her gender identity as well. She spoke about growing up in very like working class council estate sort of environment and not necessarily yeah, well, being be able different. not necessarily be a, being able to live or thrive but basically surviving, surviving. every day as it came mm-hmm. which i do think is a story for a lot of queer especially queer presenting people growing up in these very masculine working class environments yeah absolutely i think seeing the impact that it had on social media like i know my family my parents have watched drag race um they were never really like not because it's quite a new term for these things. They never really like fully understood it. Then because Drag Race UK is such a huge thing here, like number one trending on Twitter whenever it's on Thursday night. And see Ginny Lemon was like number 15 trending on Twitter. And people were kind of using this platform to be able to hear out the non-binary perspective and the non-binary story. And I just think I'm really like proud of the BBC for taking yeah. this opportunity to air this conversation and to really give it a lot of time That's... and a lot of people I know it's like a lot of people have kind of watched it and gone oh I never I never understood it but now I do and I sympathize mm. I think it's so important and it's such a great discourse that's happened I'm just very pleased that the BBC has taken the that's, initiative to actually do that. Yeah, that's a big thing that I thought was it's it's actually a massive moment that the BBC is doing that because on maybe some other BBC channels, they're they're too 
the the BBC is obviously all about impartiality and stuff like that. Um, but you can't be impartial on what people's experience is, and to actually have the bravery to step forward when it's not even really been something that's been properly discussed on US Drag no, Race. No, it's not, in, um, or in the media really at all. Yeah, no, but um, sorry, I just want to. I don't, I don't want to like stay too serious on this topic. I, I do want to keep this podcast quite light-hearted, but I do think this is a perfect example of included of how of watching like non-binary queer voices have an honest and open conversation outside of like the arena of a debate because so often these people's like experiences are to debated, defend themselves. and it's yeah, just so nice to, to, their to, to hear people talk about being gender non-binary or gender non-conforming without pierce morgan yelling nonsense at them yeah yeah, yeah. it's so it's refreshing not debate. exactly yeah and I'm really like I'm really glad the BBC didn't present it as a debate. They presented it as we are two people talking about our experiences. You can listen or not, but it's there and it's it's not to be debated. And they've not hidden it away since either. They've been pushing it on their own socials and everything, really putting out the message that that's been said and sharing that experience. And yeah, it's just a really nice big moment and it brought a tear to both of our eyes watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I, same. It, I was crying. So yeah, we we love Ginny Lemon basically, yeah. um, and Bimini and Sister Sister because yeah. they were all amazing in that conversation. So it's it's time that we got onto the runways because there's a lot more to discuss runway wise this week, and we're going to go color by color, right? And firstly, establish who won between each yeah. one. Wait, so who was the um, guest judge this episode? I didn't recognize her. Jordan Dunn. So, Jordan Dunn. So yeah. she, I'm count. I'm taking it. She's a model. She's an amazing supermodel, British icon, has walked for the biggest names in fashion. She is an it girl, basically, in the fashion industry. So she decided to walk down the Drag Race main stage wearing a wicker basket. I loved what she was wearing. <laughs> I loved it. It looked like she was serving as picnic basket realness. How did she sit down? <laughs> okay, so shall we get into these looks? Yeah, yeah. So first, the, per- the first person to walk down the runway is Tace. I loved this look. So die. I absolutely adored this look. Um, I mean, I'm sure she got plenty of help from Ahura. I highly doubt she managed to execute this whole look if she couldn't even sew a sleeve. Yeah. But um, I I loved how it was all... It was still a bit like Vivian Westwood, a bit rough, like with all the safety pins, very industrial. I, know, I thought with the safety... I thought she was very clever. It was a very clever way to kind of get around a sewing challenge. Yeah, and like mask. Doing, yeah doing a deconstructed look on purpose is perfect example of work smart and not harder yeah and we well bimini did the same as well we can see like almost if you go down the rough and ready angle it almost can translate better what do we think of the same wig getting used again well, could no, you keep getting away with that it's wig? not necessarily the same wig is it not the same wig? no it's um same hair silhouette she has she has got short hair this time it's not a long her normal like you know okay. signature long wig and it isn't almost like as straight as the last one like it's almost a bit curled at the top i'm sorry but if aiden zane can wear the same wig four times <laughs> five times the whole the season again. if she can wear the same Tays wig the same, the the whole season, she can wear hair horns twice <laughs> yeah um i like this look i thought it was really high fashion it did look a little i felt it did look a little rough around the edges and i know it was meant to be a bit punky um but you could that there, there was an element that you could tell that she's not a sewer but it was a very 
it's a really nice look. Um, mm. It just wasn't the tidiest, but I, I, it's not like I could do better. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and also I think she was very clever to almost highlight her key features, like her legs. Her face. Yeah, and her face. She's very fortunate to be probably one of the most beautiful queens to ever go on Drag Race. Yeah. I think she is maybe number one most gorgeous face I've ever seen in my life. You're perfect. Some You're beautiful. Them. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're a model. So, Tace was up against Ahura, the probably favourite for this week, the designer, the sewer, the, the, the one that you would have down as your favourite to win on paper. I actually like this look less. <gasps> Controversial. It reminded me of like Sharon Needle's look from the, like, what was it, the, the dog ball? Oh, I, like, yeah, I see that. With, with like the white wig, the thigh high boots and the, and also like I do, even though it was very polished, I just found it a bit like, I don't know, I felt a bit disappointed. I liked well, it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was very drag. I was very impressed by the amount of like, like a full on form fitting catsuit with a statement jacket. The beret was gorgeous. I loved the hair. Um, I'm not sure whether I would have preferred a different hair with this and like a bigger... To be like, fair, the look she posted on her Instagram, she did have a different wig. It was less voluminous. Yeah, because I, I almost think it like swallowed her a bit and also... Yeah, I understand puffy sleeves, puffy hair, maybe too much puff. It wasn't... What did you call me? She did say. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh yeah, I've just, I've just seen I do prefer it with the other wig. I definitely prefer enough. it with the other wig. Yeah. Well, I, I love this look. Yeah, I, I wasn't as um, high like fashion as I'd expect from a horror. It was much more. I think it's more drag than fashion. Mm. Um, not to bring back the chat that she had about herself earlier, but this this look is more drag than fashion. Yeah. But I like that it was a bit draggy. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun, and it's and it's really well put together. So out of those two, I'm giving it to a horror. I don't know about you guys. In I am. I am. Oh, for me, in terms of like the execution and skills presented on the runway, I would give it to Ahura, but in terms of what look I actually prefer, I do prefer Tace's. They're, Fair enough. They're both really strong. It's a mm. really close yeah, one to call. this was probably one of the closest. Yeah. Unfortunately, the next one was not as a close of a... So, <laughs> next up was Pink, yes? Mm. Yeah, so we have Ginny and Sister Sister, and, wow, this was, um, this was a choice... Um, so Ginny first. Yeah. Um, Ginny said all she's ever sewn is a pillowcase, and that is what she it, made. That, that's and what she wore. Walked yeah. down the runway. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to let one of you two t discuss this because I think I need to process this again. Excuse okay. me, I. Excuse me, I. Yes. Yeah. So I look objectively. This is a badly made dress. <laughs> full stop. Yeah. I was, uh, it might not even be However, sewn. Comma, it, I, have, mm, I feel like it's probably just glued down the middle. Sellotape down yeah. the side. Stapled. <laughs> <laughs> I think credit where credit is due that Ginny Lemon stepped up to this huge challenge presented to her by RuPaul. Ginny Lemon has never dressed remotely, sexually, womanly, curvaceous. And on national television for the first time ever, in a sewing challenge, she padded, she put breastplate on, hip pads, dress, boobs gorgeous makeup and look that in itself i think can't be ignored yeah the fact that she genuinely rose to that challenge and i think smashed it i think genuinely i think she, she did look it. beautiful she looked beautiful yeah mm. i liked the attempt at sexy Ginny. um it was very sex doll looking um 
in what, like... what am I looking at here? Are we all looking at the same photo? Yeah, like some crazy sex doll. The dress is bad. The dress is horrendous. But credit where credit's due, and I know this is why she's in the bottom, and I agree, is it because she did something that was so courageous and a massive leap in the middle of a competition on national television. She wasn't afraid to do it. She took this challenge. And it was fun. You know what? It was, was fun. It fun. She fun? sold it. Yeah, it was well, fun. I, I it was really love Ginny, but I do think... I was I was disappointed with this look because there is so many other things you can do with material other than just it's, she she could have like put a belt in the middle to cinch her waist in she could have like ruffled up some fabric and glued it along the bottom of the dress to make a bit of like but she a, did change her whole plan halfway through the challenge it's not it's not it's not a good dress but I personally no no offense Kat this doesn't look like it really ate up a lot of her time when it came exactly because she changed she changed her mind halfway through. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not a good dress, but it is fun. And, and she tried something new, and you got to respect that because it was well out of her comfort zone. It's a piece of fabric. I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's, that it's fashion or that it's one of the best looks ever mm. on Drag Race or even on this runway. It is possibly... One of the worst things I've seen. Yeah, I mean, La La Rie has this week trumped that. But that being said... Um, With her prep bag. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, that being said... It was fun. But, and I saw somebody, I saw a comment that said that it looked like if Jimbo was a Pokemon, this would be the first evolution of Jimbo. Can I just ask a question? Do we think this is Ginny's sexiest wig? Um, why? Have you got a particular wig in mind? No, I just hate the wig. <laughs> <laughs> I like the wig. I, I, I just think she looks like some crazy, weird, inflatable sex doll. And once again, if she wanted to be sexy, she could have thrown on a nail. <laughs> Maybe a high I mean, heel. A- apparently, Joe Black left Lawrence a few. Go ask, go ask for a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love Ginny. It's not a great look, but it's fun. That's all I think. It's, it's not even a great... It's, it's an unfortunate look. That's so upsetting. Right. So, moving on to Sister, Sister. sister. Right. Sister, okay, Sister. Right. I have so much to say about this look. Before we're in, Sister, Sister is obviously going to divide opinion as with every week. So let's let's begin. Go on, Cap. I absolutely love this outfit. Good. <laughs> Don't swear. <laughs> no, this... Okay, you know I said earlier that my top three were Bimini, Lawrence and Ahura. I'm swapping. Oh, no. Um, I'm adding Sister, Sister to my top. Okay, let's talk about it. The only thing I would change about this is I would take off the shiny heart and have it as like a plain blouse. What shiny heart? It's a circle. Okay, get rid of the, that. And just leave it because she had the bow. But those trousers are so cool. They are actually. Now I see them now. They do the look really good. The rooting down the sides. The overlap onto the boot. Amazing. I also love the neckline and the sleeves of that blouse. The colour is fabulous. The making of that top, I just think it's so cool. And the face, the hair, the look. I just And those trousers, man. I just want those trousers. Yeah. I loved it. That, I absolutely loved it. The more I look at it, the more I realise actually how complicated that is to construct. Um, but Ben, you looked fuming during that. No, it's, it's not that. It's that I'm finding myself frustrated with Sister Sister because everything she wears, for me, there's just always like a few things just off. Like always just like the fit is off or it looks a bit frumpy. Or a lot of the time I feel like she's doing things to be different rather than just being different. Like she's painted her face blue. It goes nice with pink. But then she's not painted her hands blue. Like she's always well, trying- Because the sleeves go that all the way down to the floor. But she's walking out on the runway with her hands out. Was she? Yeah. In this picture you can see her hands, yeah. Mm. 
I mean, okay. th- th- I, I don't like the big circle in the middle. I don't like it. I don't like anything she wears. I like her. I like her, her sense of humour. I like her confessionals. I like her character. And that's why I'm so frustrated because everything, everything she wears down the runway, I just don't like. I like the trousers on this, but then I just don't like this big black belt. And then I don't like this big circle that's punked in the middle. I don't like the necklace that doesn't go with the outfit at all. I think the bow cheapens the look. And I don't like how she's painted her face blue. There we go. Now we know Ben's opinion. That's my opinion! Yeah. But, but ultimately, I still think it's better than Ginny Lemon's. Well, yeah. But the cons- Not hard. You've got to say that the construction on this is incredible. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Yeah, and I do understand that the materials she was given don't necessarily look the best quality or the most expensive or the most fashion. Pink is a quite a hard material to make it look high fashion compared to like something like black. Yeah. Mm. But I just keep finding myself frustrated every time she walks down the runway. But is it fashion? It's fashion? Is it fa- <laughs> wait, but is it fashion? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fashion. It's, no. it's ugly. I think it's fashion. I love it. Right. Do you think this was in do you think she should have won the challenge? No, I don't think she no. should have won the challenge, no. Do you think she should have been in the top three then? Yeah. Um, okay, t- I'll Kat, get back to you on that. That is a ludicrous claim. Well, actually, I think I am lying. You're, I think she's you're top a liar. Four. I think I am. She's definitely top five. This is safe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's good, though. I really like it. I like it. So who are we moving on? What colour's next? Next colour is green. green. Right. Green. So let's start with... The first person to walk down the runway is Veronica Green. Veronica Green. I'm a stallion, baby. So Veronica Green obviously picked green for herself. Um, what do we think? Right, okay, guys. Don't kill me. But I actually really like this look, and this was actually one of my favourites. Okay, so you cannot come and tell me that Sister Sister's look was bad when this, it's fine. No, because it's, this is the well world I would executed. It's fine. And it lo- it, this is well executed and it is cleaner. Yes, it's more simplistic, but she's not literally thrown ev- everything in the kitchen sink. And pa- I don't think that's what Sister Sister did. Sister Sister didn't throw everything in the kitchen sink. She painted herself blue. She, she put a giant sparkly a... circle onto her chest. She had sleeves down to the floor. She had an ugly black belt, a giant bow in her hair. Yeah. And Veronica Green looked like Princess Leia fell into a swamp. No, my th- okay. This is my thing. I thought it was very clean. It was very well constructed. Um, I love how she's not just hemmed it, but she's given it a lining. Yeah, which I do. This is bare minimum stuff. It's not bare minimum. That takes a long time. But um, also it like it's also giving me a bit of poison ivy with the red hair and the green outfit, but also a bit of like Greek goddess with the shoe because it's like a very like. Something you see maybe like Aphrodite wear. I can't believe you're giving this outfit oh, this no, much praise. This is, this is one of my top three looks. It's a it's a it's a it's a maxi skirt the, which has no shape. It is a tube skirt, a bra, and a cape sleeve. Are you not bored? I'm, I'm not, so no, bored. I'm, I mean, it's there's no I'm not, pattern. I'm not excited by it, but I prefer it to others. I, I, there is no texture. I, there is no. no texture. There is no. There is no flow. There is no nothing. So but the one thing I would so say plain. is I wish it's the jersey. The one thing I would say is I wish the slit on the skirt was a bit like higher up. Can I? Can I just ask you then? So you prefer? And I wish you wore some earrings. Can I just ask you then? You prefer well constructed, but boring. It's not boring. Hang on. Stop. Yeah. You prefer well constructed, but. In my Simple. opinion, boring. Yeah. Too well constructed, but in your opinion, Impressive. loud. So you're it's asking drag. me to it's meant to be really sister, sister's outfit, yes. But they're but they're both well constructed, but this one just don't and do. One much. of them is clearly more interesting no, to look I, at than I, the other. I just think this is. You look at this, you're like, okay, what what else is there to see? The more you look at it, the worse it gets because there's still nothing new to find. Whereas if you look at someone like Sister Sister or Horror's outfit, 
every time you look at it, you're like, oh, there's a detail I missed, there's a texture I missed, there's a pattern I missed. This is just green. It's well the box was green. Yeah, but it's, it's well made, but it's boring. I don't it's think it's simple. boring. I don't think it's, it's so exciting. Simple. But I think it's well done. I do think she... She deserves to win. <laughs> Considering she learned to sew, what? Yeah. As soon as she found out she no, got on the no, show. No, it's, it's impressively constructed, but it's just not an exciting look. And that's why, actually, controversially, when Tia walked down as well, I thought it was close between those two. Not this. Not this. If it was, if, <laughs> if it was a team challenge, Team Green would be at the bottom. Yeah. What are the teams? Undoubtedly. No. Yeah, along. No, I think Team Pink. No, Team Green would have been at the no, bottom, love. Team Pink. Team Green. The fact. This assistant looks fabulous. I'm sorry. Don't swear. I'm sorry. Both of you are swearing today. Cut it out. Bleep it out. Yeah. Let me out of the cage. <laughs> Let me out of the cage. Get me out of the cage. Okay. So, so then tea or coffee. Graham Norton described it so well. Her Michelle was right. Her wig and face look great. Best she's looked. Best she's looked. Yeah. Yeah, but come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but come on. You're saying I what do you mean this time she actually brushed her wig? <laughs> she shook it. The reason why I thought it was controversially, I thought it was close between her and um, Veronica, is that at least there's something going on here. Like, at least there's a bit of, like... There's not a lot going on. There isn't. No, but... And what is going on is objective... Or bad, uh, no, the, one, the one thing I will say is when it comes to any form of design challenge Michelle Massage saying what do you think I'm going to say and Tia going I think you're going to say it was stunning and you should have been at the top <laughs> in fact I think you love this garment so much you want it made for yourself because it's that well constructed <laughs> so let's wrap up green shall we and we can get yeah. on to blue so yeah, please, please, Tia or Veronica then guys the I'm going to say Veronica but honestly it's not by flying colours because it's just boring for me it's Veronica yeah it's Veronica yeah, um, sorry Tia. <laughs> Do love you, but... We love you. We, I absolutely adore this woman. Okay, so let's get on to Blue. So as the first one who was... Who walked down Bim first? Bimini, Bimini walked, walked down, down first, didn't she? Yeah. I really love this look. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. She looked absolutely stunning. And it was like the perfect... It, I think it does reflect her drag style, which is a bit punk. It's a bit like grungy, dark. And then she turns around... And you Bum. see a jiggly peachy ass. <laughs> I love that ass. I'm sorry. The the thing I do think pulled this off, I think it did look really high fashion, even though she might not necessarily have the best sewing or design skills. She threw this together and really sold it. Yeah. As like as a fully realised look. It was cool. It was fun. It was a bit sexy. It was a bit spooky. A bit grungy. It had a lot going on, and it's it's well constructed as well. I think this was another of the top three looks of the week. I agree. It was my second favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Maybe my favorite. I think it might be my favorite. You know, I th it probably is one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, so shall we move on to Astina? Um, I hated this. I hated it a lot. Again, I've got to say, just another one that's yeah, well constructed, but so boring. But so boring. My issue with this is that. She had a very clear concept from the start. She uh, she clearly has the sewing skill. Can sew well, clearly. It's just she decided not to do anything else. And I think that's what's disappointing. I don't like the shoes, but I think if she wore like like thigh-high white socks, if she's going for like this anime character. Anime. I or, got or, like, idea. really gone big on the makeup, I think it could have really sold it. The best part of this was the hair and makeup. Yeah, it was her and, face. Yeah. yeah. The two materials don't even go well together. 
It's weird velvet and then jersey. She does look like an ice skater. She does. If she just said ice skater real does and put come out with some skates on, she probably would have done better. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. There's the thing is. There's not much to say. There's nothing to talk about with it, is there? It's just like. It's a top and a skirt. So, I mean, I guess the question is, Astina or Bimini? Bimini. Bimini. Yeah, Bimini. Bimini bamboo lash. Easy one. One one made a dress and with a concept to it, and the other made a top and a skirt and put them on. Nice face, though, on Astina. And them shoes are just not okay. Are you not? Are you you're not, not like, no, they're I like hate chunky the high heels. I hate the shoes. Nerve. She had the nerve to wear those ugly-ass shoes. I give that to her. So finally, finally, the gold looks. So who walked down first? It was Lawrence um, or Ellie. It was Ellie. Okay, Ellie first. I really love this look. Yeah, Me too. I. It was it's very gorgeous. I got like Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette, Marie Antoinette which is I think yeah. what, what Ellie was going. Yeah, for. Yeah, it was what she was going for. But and I, I know she only did. She did only make a bodysuit, but she really did. She made it. She, she like, it wasn't just a bodysuit. Yeah, she, it was very detail yeah. orientated. She did a lot to it and a lot with it. And and also I like how she added a bit of gold to the boots because otherwise I would have like hated the boots and I yeah because it would have been a bit I mean, weird. I do hate the boots, but I don't hate them as much. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's fun again. I really loved the like the wrist detail yeah. connection to the to the arse. Yeah, gorgeous, th- very glam. Yeah, it's just a all round good look. Good look. It was a close call between the two. Yeah. So shall we now move on to Lawrence Chinney? Hello, Lawrence Chinney. The winner of the challenge. The winner this of the gorgeous. challenge, Lawrence Chinney. Okay, so at first, I actually didn't like this look, but when I rewatched it again, I actually saw how many different skills she did use and all the yeah. like. This is a look that looks like she could walk walk down the runway and it would be made by a designer she paid. Yeah, and I it's think she managed to make this yeah. in two days. And I think that is probably the only one that can fully do that. It's fishtail, and is this meant to be a reference to Golden Girls? Do you think? Like, yeah, I think more, she like, said she was lady. the original Golden Girl. Yeah, and like the pearls. Maybe not like a reference, but definitely mm. a sort of homage and and yeah a lot of inspiration there it's old school in it yeah it's very old school considering she's it's very camp very garish yeah. i think with the color gold what else can you do other than just shiny yeah the thing elegance is, thing is gold can opulence. be it can come off as so tacky and i think she almost leaned into that to be like yeah like whereas it is ellie, ellie diamond tried to almost cover the tat she, lawrence embraced, lawrence it, embraced it and was just like Went full pantomime, really. This is a pantomime dame. Yeah, it's it's glam grandma. Yeah, and she looked absolutely stunning. Glamma, glamma. Does that? I work? loved the hair. She looked absolutely gorgeous. But do like, we think she should have won? Yes. Mm. Uh... Challenge wise, based on the challenge, I'm sorry, it was the best constructed garment, showed the most skills. She embodied a look. It had such clear character, and I just think it was so well rounded. So let's. So- let's- outrageously impressive let's hold off overall winner for a second yeah and let's say lawrence versus ellie because we need to oh, establish okay. that yeah 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 lawrence right i oh i think it's really tough for me but which one will... oh it is close i'm i'm gonna let you have a moment and i'm gonna come in and just say lawrence but only just because ellie's was really good but lawrence yeah ellie's was lovely just like the polish on it the polish is blinding me it's so polished I, th- I, I think, think that's just the, the material on the skirt that's blinding you. Yeah, true. Also, yeah, also, all the material I use this week looks so cheap. So I In think fair play to them all for, like, using Managing to make good um, garments. But <laughs> my... 
this is another taste of horror situation for me. Like, who did I think actually did better and was more polished? I did prefer Lawrence, but the look I overall did prefer was probably Ellie Diamonds. Fair enough. Okay, so let's move on to... So we know the winners were all the tops and the losers were all the bottoms. We usually do tops first, don't we? So who yeah. do we think won this week? Lawrence and were Cheney. they in your tops? Undeservedly. So you think Lawrence Cheney, yeah. I, I just want to touch on this quickly. Because I did see on social media a lot of people telling Lawrence she didn't deserve the win, they didn't like the look, and she's been getting a bit of hate online. Yeah. But I think that comes down to the format of this episode. Because they just decided the tops and then critiqued all the bottoms, Yeah. they didn't spend time explaining, explaining why someone would. And that's why it almost felt a bit, not undeserved, but it almost just felt a bit, what, really? What? Why did you need to explain more? Like, it, but I didn't see that coming. Yeah, like it, like, and it's not like she completely dominated the runway and was like, yeah, you don't even need to critique. It's very clear you won. We probably would have liked to see someone like Bimini as well, or like Ahura get the critique as well, get compared to one another, and have a full explanation to why Lawrence won. And that's why maybe her win didn't feel necessarily satisfying. If we win. do compare, so Kat, you think Lawrence won? Ben, who do you think won overall? Oh God, I actually do think I would have preferred to see Ahura win. Okay, I think Lawrence won, but but it's close with a horror. So let's compare Lawrence and a horror then. If if it didn't get compared in the show, show is, does anybody else think there's a closer contender than a horror? I think Bimini. No, you uh, think the, Bimini. The, okay, the, let's let's compare the yeah. three and consider why right. Lawrence might have won it. So if we're comparing these three as the top three, yeah. I do. I think Bimini. I, I the thing is for me, I think Bimini clearly has a lot of fashion references. She's fashion forward and very aware of the styles she is. I, yeah, I think Bimini has that, but she doesn't go toe no, to toe for no. construction. The construct. It was yeah. made. It it was a bit of fabric wrapped around another bit of fabric. It's a piece of fabric sewn at like the side of the dress, and then a few safety pins added on. It wasn't polished, um, and I did just prefer the overall lot look as a whole. But then again, I do think she had an advantage with having the black fabric. Black hides a multitude yeah. of sins because you can't see it. I think, yeah, it's between Ahura and and Lawrence, obviously. I just think Lawrence's was more drag. It was more fun. It was, it was more, it, like, yeah. I think Ahura's was actually really very drag. But I think Lawrence's was more like traditional drag. And I think, to be honest, RuPaul just enjoyed seeing that. Mm. It was old school and that was fun and it was well made. So, yeah. And also, it can't be ignored that Lawrence has such a charm and a good back and forth with Rue and the other judges. I just want to watch Lawrence yeah. Shane talk for hours. Yeah. So charming. I, I think I, if I if she wasn't in the top three, I would be shocked. Yeah. I, I wouldn't just be shocked. I would be alarmed. She, she seems in the lead right now. Yeah. yeah. So the bottoms. Okay. If we're honest, it's it's between three of the bottoms, yeah. isn't it? So, I think... I think The bottom two, I think we're correct. Yeah. So the question is the bottom two. Mm. So... We had some disagreement in our house here about whether or not Ginny should be in the bottom two. I just think at least Ginny... So, Tia is obviously in the bottom. Uh, I'm sorry, Tia. I, again, I it really like Tia, but it just is bad. So, the question is between Ginny and Astina. Which one joins the bottom with it? So, the thing is, Astina's was better made, but she wasn't trying to do anything, really. Uh, Ginny's Ginny was worse. Had a lot made. of courage behind it, but she tried something. Yeah, she uh, put she put some soul into it at least. I actually think Ginny being given a challenge by RuPaul this episode was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, because you can't really rise to a challenge RuPaul has given you and then be sent home the exact same episode. That's true. I so guess. 
that is the only reason I think she wasn't in the box. So Ahura has her completely just Alaska moment. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, what? I, I, mm. She just sort of loses it with Tia without even Tia being there. I said you. You don't have any talent. This is a show for talented people. You should not be here. Respect to Veronica for standing up to Ahura. Veronica, there. round of applause. Veronica has out earned line. so much out respect from me. Yeah. But I mean, what's really happening there is that Ahura didn't win. And there's a there's a question about whether that she would. Yeah, should I have. mean, I thought... But she's just projecting, isn't she? It's, it's her... Yeah, she's angry. She's annoyed at herself for not winning, and she's she's just... Tia is an easy target for her. Yeah. When Tia's not even present. Yeah, and why not do that in front of several cameras? Yeah. <laughs> what it has set up for this lip sync is that Astina doesn't feel that she needs to prove anything. So Astina's saying... I will serve this. I am the Whoever's against me, I will destroy you. Astina doesn't feel like she needs to prove anything. Tia is hearing all of this and she's had this going on the whole time of people questioning it's her. written a spark in her ass. This is her moment to prove it. And so this, this <laughs> lip sync, this lip sync set up and it was like, we were like, okay, Astina probably is going to kill this. And Astina started doing all like these like, technical like, dance moves that we, she can do. We have seen videos of Astina performing. Like we know what she can do. Yeah. So she I was, I basically sat down, like got the popcorn. Yeah, got my popcorn coffee, and was ready to watch her like wipe the floor with her. Yeah, I was there to enjoy Astina because like also Tia's a live singer. She's not a lip syncer. Yeah. And then, so it started, and I was like, okay, yeah, Astina's, Astina's starting well. And then it's like, hang on a minute, camera's on Tia. Hang on a minute. I'm really enjoying watching Tina. I don't want to look at Astina. Tina? I said Tia. <laughs> hang on hang on a minute. I'm looking at Tia. I don't want to watch Astina. Tia's really doing a lot, making me want to look at her. And then it's like, Astina needs to do more. Astina needs to do more. And Tia is just giving it absolutely everything, everything. and just growing into it completely. And it's just- And also throwing in a bit of comedy and making yeah, just laugh as well. Comedy, self-awareness and passion. And look, she, I think in the moment she was desperate, but I think what she managed to do is channel that desperation into a really powerful performance. Like Fifi O'Hara desperate, bad. Or like Derek Barry desperate, bad. Tia Coffee desperate, Stunning, iconic. Yeah, it it was it. Was, I don't know if desperation is the word. I think it's more. She was so. She, no, so she, it's commitment. She was lip syncing for her life. Yeah, her life. yeah. But yeah. Like oh, and I her poor little knees when she dived to the ground. Oh my god, um, was, I, I got chills. No, the one thing I will say is that I think Estina pretty much assumed she would wipe the floor with T Tia with ease. So maybe didn't pull out all of her tricks and all of her stops, assuming that she could use them later on in the against like someone she re like against someone like Tace who she really needs to like like bring out the stops for. The other thing is, Astina did well. It's just that Tia did better. better yeah, which uh, is which is massive in props the moment, to Tia. I was Tia. convinced it was going to be a double chanteuse. Yeah, like it, it felt like that with everybody cheering, the massive hug between them, like it felt like that. But Tia did do. Better. Tia yeah. won it. Oh, but Astina's little like slow like like matrix slide. Oh, oh my good. god, that pose she did. She looked absolutely ethereal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I can't argue with the outcome. I think it was. I, I think the only thing that you could say is maybe it should have been a double double Shantae stay. Yeah. But Tia won. But what I loved about it was when. RuPaul says Tia Shantae you stay that look across from Astina to go 
you deserved it, basically. Mm. No, but Tia was so like honourable the way she the way she left. Yeah, very, yeah. very like very dignified. But oh, Tia was like baffled. Yeah, <laughs> she she. It, I, I think she had to probably be told at least four times. Go back to the hotel. Ask the producers another few times. Am I still definitely here to actually feel? Yeah, I'm go. I, I, could, I probably should start starting my wig for next week. But also, I don't, those tears, do. those tears from Tia are just that release of all that emotion that yeah. she built in the lip sync, mm. and ah, uh, just incredible. A great lip sync already. And also, I am happy for Veronica that she's still got almost like her her friend there. Yeah. Yeah, because someone they're gonna stand up for each yeah, other. Yeah, because. I I do feel like Veronica is a bit of or like Tia a bit of an easy target. Mm. Yeah. And I I do think it's good that they it's an asset for them both to almost have that lifeline to lean on. I've yeah, I was critical of last series of Drag Race UK's lip syncs. I think yeah, that, I, I mean, think there was only really one good one and that was mm, Call My Name. No, no, look, well no, I think there was only one great one. That was Call My Name. And I think but this, I think this has already outdone any lip sync on last series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But All I think three have been brilliant. I, I yeah. loved um, Bagger and Cheryl's lip sync last season. I loved... Of course, yeah. And I loved um, the final lip sync between Davina and the Vivian. But didn't you just feel, <laughs> like, amazing it watching was, No, this? but it was so tense because it was close. Yeah. It wasn't... Uh, this was a lip sync when it's not just... One queen is absolutely wiping the floor like Trinity versus Charlie Hyde's. And Charlie's just there pointing on the spot. Do something, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like two queens battling it out. It was something special. It was very, yeah. very powerful. Amazing TV. So what do we think is going to happen next episode, though, with Tia and Ahura? Are oh, we going yeah. to have I had more... Something... Ahura, props to her for saying to Tia, I had stuff to say about you. Hear it from me first. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you've got to be like that, then at least be honest about it. I'm not mad at Ahura being like this. Yeah. I'm not. It's good TV. I just, I just hope it's not too hurtful to Tia. But yeah, we've lost Astina, so that's another. That's shocking. It feels like another um, big so kind of contender gone. I, I think it's, it is a loss for the series, but it just shows with this series, you, you can't predict Anything it. Can happen. You literally can't predict it. Like, for all we know, Lawrence could be gone next week. Taste could be gone next week. Like, it could happen. Yeah. I'm talking about next week. We have another nemesis of the podcast appearing, Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Yeah. The thing is, I just think you've been on season one. Get off my screen. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to look want at Gemma. you or hear you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I mean, I do think it's a good idea for a challenge. I'm excited to see. It's more like older drag race yeah, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's more like old school drag race, like improv. read, a, read, a, yeah, a bit of improv. Yeah. Read a teleprompter. Yeah. Keep it together, and almost a bit like throwing a bit of comedy when you can. It's gonna be fun. I love this series. Who it's gonna we, be another great. Who do you week. think will do well next episode? Ginny, yeah, Lawrence. I'm worried for Ellie Diamond. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm horror. worried for Diamond. I'm worried for horror. I mean, Ooh. I don't want to. I'm worried for potentially Bimini. Ooh. But then again, she is very charming on her own. Like, if this show has shown us anything so far, is that you cannot predict who does well and who's do, who does bad. I should probably call it there. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Make you. sure to follow at the Tuck Shop underscore podcast on Instagram. But is it fashion? What is, but is it fashion? This week was fashion. Is it fa- <laughs> wait, but is it fashion? <laughs>